0: Hi there, welcome to another Rahalastapa, remotely recorded, this one with Mark Watson. Now, a mild apology, the sound recording on this one is not up to our usual high standards, which is because Mark Watson is a fucking idiot, and even though the one thing we told him to do was not turn off his laptop at the end, he did that. We have a uh, thing that uploads the audio to the cloud so we can get crisp audio from both sides, but he fucked it up, because he's a wanker. What can I say? But it was a lovely interview and I think you'll enjoy it nonetheless. Uh, we're doing these on Wednesdays on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash RK Herring, usually at 8 o'clock. Um, we were going to do one with Bill Burr last Wednesday, but uh, he had to reschedule. Uh, I'll let you know as soon as that one goes up. That should be worth watching. And uh, we'll, be, we'll keep on trying to come up with fantastic guests for you during this difficult time. We have quite a few in the bag. Um, and hopefully we'll be back in theatres soon, but it's nice for people who can't get to the theatres to watch them live, so we might very well carry on doing these, even once the theatres are reopened. Who knows? Uh, If you want to support us, you can support us in a myriad of ways. Uh, You can subscribe on Twitch. You can do that if you're with Amazon Prime at no cost to yourself. So if you're an Amazon Prime member, if you look in the YouTube videos, there's a video explaining how you do it. Do it on a browser, not on an app. But basically, you link your accounts, and then you're able to subscribe every month. You have to come back every month to do it. It's a slight ball ache, but you give us £3.50 every time you do it every month. And if enough of you do it, that will help us pay for more podcasts. Or if you want to get something in return and you want to pay actual money, why not become a badger at com slash badges. You can pay £3 a month, £5 a month, £10 a month, whatever you want a month. You get a different colour badge if you pay a bit more. Here's the uh, golden badge. Uh, You get a cool little membership pack. You get to secret codes, additional emergency questions, little badge of little Richie Herring there. Uh, and um, you get advanced warning of the guests, you get entered in a drawer, you get ad free podcasts. All sorts of lovely stuff for you if you want to go to gofasterstripe.com slash badges. You can also buy wonderful trump cards at Go Faster Stripe, which will help make more podcasts. You can buy wonderful emergency questions books at Go Faster Stripe, which will help us make more podcasts. You can get downloads of my stand-up shows at Go Faster Stripe, which will give some money to me and Chris Evans. Not that one. Do what you will, my fine friends. But do keep watching the Twitch channel, uh, Stone Clearing, Snooker. Uh, occasional director's commentaries. And I want to try, once I've written my book, to expand it and try some different stuff as well. So uh, please support that if you can, even if it's just by viewing. Everything will remain free. Because let the rich pay, let the poor enjoy for free. Please only feel uh, you have to make any donations if you can afford it. Uh, If you can afford it, you don't have to even give anything. It's still free, but it's up to you and your conscience and how you feel about enjoying all this stuff for naught pence um hoping to be back soon doing lots of other stuff but uh, i'm enjoying doing this bits and pieces there's some great podcasts coming up but let's sit back relax and listen and watch a slightly buzzy and dalicky mark watson it's improvise he's improvising it all it's improvisation my dear mark watson <laughs> Hello, how are we doing? Welcome to my beautiful attic, um, my children's paintings on the wall there. Welcome to another episode of Richard Herring's Lockdown Sexual Tension podcast. Um, just there, There's always a bit of sexual tension between me and the guests on these podcasts as we uh, FaceTime each other using our video cameras. Uh, my guest today is in bed. It could get very sexy is all I'm saying could be a good time oh my mic's drifted on to shot there's at least look at that there's nothing sexier than that uh thank you very much for all being here we've got oh 363 viewers already welcome uh hello everyone in the chat room Uh, if you're listening on the podcast in the future i hope it's all right there we're we're surviving most of us so far uh but i was uh talking to the old lady who drives a mobility scooter around the field where i do my stone clearing this morning she calls it Rahalastapa. so i don't know if that's going to catch on that might catch on. Um, so what's been going on not a lot has been going on because um, we're in lockdown. Um, I've been uh, my favorite time hour of day I work for a day and then I look after the kids for a day. In the middle of the day 12:30 to 1:30 whoever's been working looks after the kids for an hour and that is my favorite hour of whichever day it is because if you're working an hour with the kids is great and if you're not working and you're looking after the kids, an hour away from the kids is even better. So it's, that's 12.30 to one thirty is my beautiful time. Uh, the I spent a sunny day drawing uh, chalk outlines around the shadows of my children uh, on Tuesday. And uh, it was sort of beautiful and poignant, you know, this moment catching time. But also echoes of Hiroshima and Nagasaki as well, where everyone was turned into a shadow. So it was sort of a poignant moment uh, full of terror, but somehow beautiful. Um... I'm sort of slightly uh, going mad. Uh, I know that's a weird thing to say when I play snook against myself and move stones around a field. Uh, But I had a dream last night in which I was in and watching a James Bond film that got incredibly psychologically violent. James Bond was cutting people's tendons. It went on for a long time. Uh, And today, uh, my son had been messing around. Maybe yesterday it was. I can't even remember time. My son was messing around my glasses and hit them quite hard. And I looked at them later massive crack here. Right. Cracked. A little dent and a definite crack. Uh, I thought, oh, God, I put them on. I thought, oh, they still work. It's OK. Maybe once the lockdown's over, I can get them repaired somehow, but maybe I don't need to because it's fine. Took them off and looked at them again and you can look at them. I mean, they're a bit smudged, but there is no crack there. That's my son's fingerprints all over it. What's going on? I definitely saw them broken and they're not broken. Either they're self-repairing or I've gone mad and I think, they, I think they're self-repairing. Um, what else has been going on? Um, uh, came, uh, into second place in the comedy, the big comedy podcasts, uh, World Cup of, uh, podcasts. Uh, and, uh, that's, uh, some comedy nerds on Facebook have set up a World Cup beaten by off-menu, which I can't believe one. I saw it the other day and it was a bloke, a bloke chose four and 20 blackbirds baked in a pie as his main course. Some made up pudding is his pudding, Crisp's is his starter. How the fuck is that, man? It's the worst podcast I've ever seen. Um, so, look, uh, we're going to start quite soon. Uh, hopefully, my guest is ready to go. But uh, I want to remind you that thanks to your generosity in subscribing on Twitch uh, and also listening to As It Occurs to Me on the Rahalastupa feed, we have just given £2,000 to the Just Giving Heckle the Virus campaign to help comedians out who have lost all their work, which is. Uh, lots of self-employed people need help at the moment. Anyone you can help is fantastic. If you're a comedy goer and you're not going to gigs, maybe consider putting five or ten quid into that fund every month and it will go to club comedians, not comedians off the telly. People whose only source of income is working in comedy clubs. I'm really worried that comedy clubs will not survive more than a couple of months of this, so we'll see. Uh, so even if you just subscribe, some of the money's coming to us, uh, but some of the money's going to Just Giving. Uh, so if you subscribe uh, to this... then you can help us make more podcasts. You can help uh, these comedians in need. Uh, If you are with Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. You get a free £5 or five local currency units to give to us every single month if you want to do it. Thanks to everyone who subscribed. Thanks to everyone who's remembered to resubscribe for their second month. It's going okay. We've paid for these lights. We've paid for these cameras. We've paid for this microphone. I already have this microphone, Um, but it's all going very well. So thank you very much for your help with that. Uh, Do tell your friends about these podcasts. We're up to 510 viewers. It's pretty good. Uh, And God knows how many listeners. And let's see what else we've got to talk to you about. Can't believe off-menu one. And oh, Justin Lewis on Twitter told me the other day, uh, it's 30 years on the 20th of April, which I believe is Hitler's birthday. uh, It's 30 years since the... Lee and Herring had their first sketch on the seminal uh, radio show, Radio 4 show Weekendic. So... Uh, my professional writing career has been going for 30 years. I think that was probably the first job I ever got paid for for writing. Um, and uh, it's good to know we're still going. We did a sketch about potatoes in Lithuania. Uh, tonight I've had a couple of glasses of wine. I'm going to just delivered because I was so sick of my bad whiskey. Look at that, whiskey fans. How are you feeling, whiskey fans? Talisker single malt scotch whiskey, 18 years old. I'm going to have a little double of that. I'm not going to have a quadruple like I did last week. Um... The uh, lockdown has somewhat inhibited my not drinking phrase uh, and whiskey is the worst thing to drink. But let's let's give it. They haven't sponsored me. But if Talisker want to send me a case of uh, they could send me the 30 year old if they want to. I couldn't I couldn't afford that. Um, If you've been following the snooker, uh, I've been looking up how much those presentation packs that Boring Me 14 has are worth. You'd think that was an investment to lay down. They're all worth about ninety-five p, which is actually about what the stamps would cost if you put them on a fucking envelope. I've been keeping those stamps since nineteen seventy-eight, and they're worth nothing. The the post office lied to me. Anyway, cheers uh, to people uh, watching. Uh, cheers to you if you're listening in June or July in the future. I have a fabulous guest view again, booked on the day. Oh, it's quite. Oh, it's quite um, smoky, smokier than the usual telescope. Don't like it. Um, My guest today, he's probably best known as being the engineer in the lift. That's a a bona fide film, not a job he's done. Who am I kidding? I never do the same one twice, but he is best known for his appearance as Mark Watson on improvisation. My dear Mark Watson. And that is all we're going to talk to him about again today. Will you please welcome.
1: I hope he's there.
0: It's Mark Watson, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. Mark Watson.
1: I hope I'm here as well. I, I hope can't you are. Tell if I am or not. I mean, I'm definitely here. Yeah. But I'm On the call, you can I hear think me. you are. I
0: can see you. I can, you look beautiful. Uh, I'm just trying what to. I'm a bit lower down than you. Chris Evans gets worried about the fact we're not the same size. I, I, Ooh, I could do that. Oh, there we go. I'll go. I'll meet you halfway. There we go, and then I'll just go bit. Yeah.
1: That's very good. Uh, how are you doing? Well, the main problem is the old COVID, isn't it, Richard? <laughs> it's. I tell you what. This has been a a shocking pandemic from my point of view has it, it really has yeah you're not enjoying yeah, well, listen, we've all had an up and down pandemic I've, yeah. I've had there's, there's been bits where I thought I could handle this but today for example um my kids have been very difficult the kids are still in the house um yeah. I've just kind of parked them for a bit once you get past eight o'clock and your kids already aren't in bed and you're doing a popular <laughs> podcast you sort of just have to hold your hands up and say this, this is fucked now <laughs> <laughs> um I reckon about two in every three days of this pandemic I've thought, all right, this is all right. Yeah. We can do this. Perhaps if anything, I'm more creatively stimulated because we, we all want to find solutions. To... And then one in every three days you think, ah, oh, this is awful actually. And yeah. today we it started off as a good one but then, with all due respect to the kids, once the kids come into the equation, it became... see my thing is the kids don't live with me, Yeah. Um, they their mums, but she's only down the road. So, uh, I've got a similar situation to you, but my thing is I have to take them for part of every day. Yeah. Uh, Typically, I get up very early so that I can uh, make the most of the bit of the day where it's fine. Yeah. And then then the bit where they're with me, through no fault of theirs really, is not so much fine as wine. and I have a very (laughs) large glass of wine here.
0: That's good. Well, I wish that I'd broken up from my wife because then... Unfortunately, if anything, the uh, pandemic is bringing us closer together than they ever were. But it'd <laughs> oh, be yeah. ni- it would be nice to just have half a day where you just don't have to do anything with the kids at all. And then you get half a day where you have to do everything with the kids. I would settle for that. It's just like the the middle ground. No help from anyone. Um, you know, I, my mother-in-law would usually come round for a day a week and give us a, some oh, kind of rest. This of the
1: old COVID. Yeah, can't, the old she's, COVID not she's not allowed round. She's so not uh, allowed round. She's not allowed round. And the thing... to do you justice you you didn't know that it was a good idea to break up with your wife because you like everyone didn't know the old pandemic was coming did you
0: if I'd known what I would ideally have done is just broken up with her at the start of the pandemic and then got back together with her at the end of the pandemic that would have been perfect for me because I love her and everything and I want to be with her I mean I I don't know if she feels the same but I would like to have had
1: more time to myself I Um, think the dream is normal life relationship pandemic maybe solo (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but who
0: knows? I'm, I'm I'm, kind of... I am sort of enjoying it. I live in the countryside. I'm kind of enjoying it. I get to draw, draw Nagasaki death marks around my kids. I'm enjoying that. Uh, I... Yeah, um,
1: where, um, Hertfordshire,
0: that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, we're near Hitchin in Hertfordshire. It's uh, yeah.
1: idyllic. I can clear I can stones it. from a field. Look at those beams. I mean, you've got some... I've got beams. Got a beautiful that old house. A, that is a venerable attic. That's a house that's been lived in for a while.
0: It is. It's se- uh, 1700... It was uh, originally built in. It's an old house. I wish we'd gone for a bigger garden than we did. We went for a house rather than a the garden. There is still a garden, though, so I'm not complaining. But it's not... It would be good if it was far enough to just send the kids running down right to the end of it. And Again, not your like fault. When you, when you
1: were weighing up that house versus yep. garden equation, you probably didn't think, well what would be the situation in which we would most crave outside <laughs> space? It would be if there was, for example, an enormous global pandemic. Yeah. And once more, we didn't expect it. No one, it. one was I, looking over for we've that. Got a, sort of, we've got a garden, Yeah. Um, but it's the same problem. I I, I would have prioritised it much more if I'd known that it would soon be impossible to leave the house.
0: <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, we'll go, we'll come back to it. I'm sure we'll come back to the
1: pandemic. Um, and oh, you know, it's very it's, hard to—it's very hard to sort of leave the old Pando out of conversation. It for is. Long.
0: The people listening to this as a podcast will be a couple of months into the future, so it's kind of if there are any people by that stage, uh, the people <laughs> watching us are watching us live. So we were playing to two audiences, one of which is Riley going, "Ah, oh, the poor fool! They had no idea what was to come." And I—I usually do this in the podcast, and every time I do it, the people then. At the time, go. You said that ironic thing, and it's doubly ironic because it's twenty times as bad. Uh, so yeah. hopefully, something else will have, have gone wrong. Uh, but I
1: like to believe there will still be people in, say, July yeah. to download this. It, you know, but I hope there given. are
0: some. <laughs> it's not given. Hopefully, there are some. Luckily, my fan base is a is very
1: young, healthy, fit people. Me too. The good thing about being a <laughs> middle aged male comedian is you know your fan base can definitely ride out a pandemic.
0: Last week, I got a bit scared and thought I'd better lose some weight and get fit because it's hitting men in their 50s who are a little bit overweight. And then this week, I went, ah, oh, you know,
1: not sure well, I'm to be bothered. So, difficult, to, difficult to be motivated uh, about your health yeah. when business is going on, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is difficult. But we're going to be OK. So, look, um, so, look let's, let's not dwell on the bloody pandemic.
0: Yes, we can do. We uh, can talk about anything we want to talk about and we will do. Um, I want to talk about all sorts of things. Let's talk about being the engineer in the lift. I didn't talk about that to you last time you were on. Don't think that's uh, one of your one of your two acting roles on IMDb. Is it yeah. you or is it a different Mark Watson? You no, were the no, voice of an engineer in in the lift.
1: This is, I mean, even for you, this is a pretty niche bit of okay. research. Yeah. So I wrote something in uh, 2007, which was called the lift, which is yeah. about. Um, 2007, so 13 years ago. I know it's crazy. Um, I've four, been writing for 30 years,
0: to the day yeah, almost.
1: Makes, it's, it's a big, isn't it? Yeah. And you started out on Hitler's birthday. I, think, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. That's what happens. <laughs> You've got to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, so um, the it was a BBC Four thing, a one-off yeah. a comedy drama about four people stuck in a lift. Douglas Hodge was in it, if you know. Um, I do. Wow, he's really. good. Very funny. He's very good. Um, and there was a bit where um, the it was, I can't remember it very well, but it was something like the lift got fixed, and an engineer says something like, all right, just um, stay patient, and we'll get you out of there in ten minutes." And having written the thing, that was uh, that line was given to me. I think because I was actually there when they were recording it, <laughs> and no one else was available to. Um, okay. But I didn't know that that was among my. Um, yeah, it's credits. right
0: in there. Two, you've only got two acting credits. I'm surprised you've only got two acting credits, but you have What's only.
1: I could look, look for you. I mean, I should, you. I, should, I should probably know. You should I probably know. Had, it's not been a stellar acting career. No, was it? Of are, um, you'll know. Yeah. A lot of comedians are people who basically wanted to be actors and yeah. they view comedy as a stealth way of becoming an actor. Yeah, it doesn't and work for me. So they've got loads of acting credits. Me, I never had the slightest idea that I could <laughs> be an actor. I, I, I'm not doing this as a, a gateway. This is all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Pure comedy is what it's about. I would
0: love to do some acting, but actually I've just been in a, a short film called The Lockdown, in which is about people being locked down and talking to camera, where I had to play a man. It was a bit similar to myself, although he was a single man. Someone complained that he was wearing a wedding ring, because uh, I was wearing my wedding ring, but I then replied to them that uh, I'm 52 years old. Come on, I've been married before. Maybe my wife died and I haven't taken the ring off, That I'm still single.
1: For sure. I mean, I was... Um... I was wearing my wedding ring for two or three years after my marriage ended because right. I could not in all fairness, get it off my finger. <laughs> it had, if you wear a wedding ring for long enough over time, it um, expands yeah. or your finger shrinks or whatever. And uh, the thing was like an absolute clamp. And of course it was uh, to a more imaginative person, perfectly possible to see it as a sort of metaphor. Yes. Um, because I couldn't get, eventually I had to go to a jeweler's and say, um, will you cut the ring off my wow. finger? Please? And it fa- I thought it would be a really demeaning request, but the guy just sort of rolled his eyes as if he had about 10 of these a day. (laughs) Before I finished the sentence, he'd clocked me as a divorcee and started to get the cutters ready. It's surprising. I I feel like, I mean, I've never been a jeweler's until then, but it's turned out that um, even though you think of a jeweler's as a place where you romantically buy something for your loved one, they also do quite a good side hustle. As a place where you can cut a ring off someone that's made a series yeah. of bad decisions.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's because it represents the eternity of uh, love, doesn't it? The circle. But, exactly. but if someone's got a saw, then that that goes out the window, doesn't it? They've got a proper saw to cut it out.
1: But you're right. The whole point of the ring is that it, yeah, is an uh, analogy for the eternity of love under God's and it, it, by extension the kingdom of heaven and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, if you've broken up with your wife, it is a bit tricky to swallow the fact that you uh, accidentally subverted that symbolism but that was the situation yeah. and I was really grateful that the guy cut it off with minimal fuss
0: <laughs> well I look forward to that moment in my my own life I think I'm going to get I'm going to get through I'm going to get through my life I mean it's sort of not fair because I got married very
1: late this is the thing I got married very early yeah. and I absolutely no um disrespect to my uh, ex-wife at all but I think both of us probably didn't quite know what we were doing whereas you married what, this side of 40? You must yeah, have been... I, was,
0: uh, I was well into... I mean, I've been married for eight years. So I was uh, 45 or something like that. 44, 45?
1: I think, yeah, because obviously, I, I always have a reasonable handle on how old you are because every 10 <laughs> years you are a is Yeah. <laughs> So, oh frig, I'm 50. You're about two or three years north of that. Yeah, I'm 53 this year, yeah. And you're,
0: but you're coming at the 40. You're, you're nearly 40. Are you, or are you 40 I already? I've come up to
1: 40. I've turned 40 in February. Right, okay. And um, it's weird because that is so recent. And yet it's February, middle of February, about yeah. two months and one week ago. And the, uh, the the situation in China was in the news. So it wasn't as very ignorant of it. But nonetheless, I had a party, people... Sort of congregated in a basement, many of them hugged each other. And I remember the general vibe of like, I've heard about this Chinese thing, but I assume we're fine. And um, just because of the timing of it, I now look back on it and think, as recently as nine weeks ago, I was celebrating my birthday thinking, I'm 40, I'm enjoying my life, everything is good. Here are all my friends. We're all touching each other's faces (laughs) indiscriminately. And all of it, it's almost as if that birthday was a sort of, symbolic marker of like right your life is going well enjoy your birthday but also you should be aware this is the last time that all this stuff will ever happen yeah well
0: again I I do it every year as almost as a joke I say I think this year is going to be good but this year was feeling very good for me it was feeling like this is the year everything's just gonna just turn over had a nice tv thing couple of tv things coming up had some nice well-paid gigs coming up and, uh, I, I, a lot of
1: us saw 2020 as quite a promising looking yeah, year. Yeah, I was like, really... To wonder now.
0: The only good thing that's happening until today, Mark, talking to you, was uh, I'd booked Michael Palin for Rahel Estepa on the 6th of January and I just thought, this is my life is complete. If that had gone... He was the first guest and the first one and then every single other one was cancelled after that. If Michael oh, Palin had been cancelled as well, I would have. that would have ruined the year for me. But the fact that I got to talk to Michael
1: Palin was... I saw you tweeting about that, yeah. and I thought, bloody hell! Even by the standards of that podcast, Palin <laughs> is a new high. To be fair, it is
0: definitely that. Well, for me, it's a very personal high. So if I if I got to that stage, and then it had been, you know, because even the next week we were we were we cancelled on the day of the uh, yeah of the next you... week one. We were people were saying you've got to cancel. I was going, well, I I can't. I feel like weird if I cancel if every other West End theatre is open, and also I can't because. Um, Contractually,
1: I'll have to pay back all the tickets, um, and so it was a weird period, wasn't there, where you, we couldn't really cancel things, but we yeah. also should really be doing. Them.
0: Well, it sort of felt, I, like, you know, even at that point, I still felt, oh, it's, you know, the thing is, uh, the economic damage of shutting everything down is going to be too great, and uh, little gigs like it this aren't different. going to make much difference. But yeah, uh,
1: very quickly it changed. It, it's extraordinary. I had a on that birthday party, which is, again is February the thirteenth, so it's just just over two months ago, I had a friend who'd recently come back from China and, um, she was saying, uh, quite rightly things like this is going to, when this kicks in, she'd come back from China, uh, quarantined herself for 14 days. Right. She was working there. And, um, my thing was like, Oh, great. You're going to come to my birthday, but I hadn't seen her for months <laughs> because she was in China. And she was saying, I will come to your birthday party, but be aware this. Um, is quite a bad thing. And it wasn't that I didn't believe her, but like you, I thought, yeah, but what are they going to do? Shut down Peter <laughs> Express? I didn't think so. I, so. So around that birthday was what I look back on as a kind of cognitive dissonance, where okay. I thought to myself, okay, this clearly is a bad thing, but are you really telling me that all of our way of life will be <laughs> sidelined <laughs> indefinitely? I don't think I can picture that. And I continue to not be able to picture it. Yeah. Until, we were meant to go to Australia um on by we i mean me and my me and my girlfriend on um the something like the 15th of march i think right. and um i was meant to do the melbourne festival basically six weeks in australia and until the 13th of march it wasn't actually cancelled right. so i had this week where i was planning for a trip to australia um with all of that involved packing all of it was simultaneously monitoring the news thinking this could and again my main thing was like well it appears this won't happen but i refuse to believe that is a thing because if they cancel the melbourne festival that would mean we were in the worst situation that humanity (laughs) has faced in my lifetime and i don't believe that is going to happen that's the thing you can refuse to acknowledge a lot of things by thinking yeah but that would be terrible and terrible things don't happen that often and this time all of those aces have been played, basically.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's symbolic for you that you turn 40 where your life is essentially over, and then and then it was. I and mean. then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> Not as
1: well. I mean, I had a really nice night on my birthday night, yeah. but perhaps I should have just, like, gathered everyone together at two in the morning and said, this has been a great night. I'm really happy with my life, and then shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> and said. So, and no one at the time would have understood. No. But then six weeks on, it would have thought, right, yeah. he'd appreciated that his life had reached an A. <laughs> we might be
0: back. We might be, we might be okay. We might get back. I had a 40th birthday party, but not a 50th. I didn't do anything for my 50th birthday. So the 40th birthday, I think is the last one that you can, I think these 10 years that you're about to experience, if you get through alive, which you should do as a 40 year old, um, you know, it's it's a weird well, it's a weird journey from like you definitely have a fortieth birthday, but I'm not sure you have a fiftieth birthday. Big fiftieth birthday, thing, actually.
1: Birthday. Since we're um, we're at the stage of our lives, where I've always looked at you, your sort of your yeah. Edinburgh career, comedy career. You've always been about ten odd years ahead of me, so um, I've always admired you and everything. So I might as well heed your advice here. How do you think? What does change between forty and fifty?
0: I think it's. Start. I think oh. it's. See, I, I was in forty was a good year for me. I, I met. Well, I'd already met my wife. but I sort of met my wife the second time when I was forty and uh, and got together with my wife, and it so that changed my life in a lot of ways. I think, which is obviously just a personal thing that happened to me, but I think it's. I was really enjoy. I think it's a golden time, especially for a man thirty five to maybe forty four. I think okay. you're. 24. I think you're so you've got a little while left. I think you're kind of fit. Nothing's really massively going wrong and uh you're sort of the the king of whatever domain you have created for yourself. And then from 45 onwards it's a slow proper slide down. As a, you know when I the 40 show I did a joke about feeling you've reached the top of the hill and then it's a slide down to death. But I think it's you know you actually get I think as a man and it's you know it's slightly a personal thing but I think you get about 35 and you, you're you probably at the top of the hill and the hill's like a table mountain it's pretty flat and then, so and then, before then. Yeah, yeah and then down and then it's down um I mean there's lots think, to recommend you know my life is a bit different because I've done everything so late so having kids late is both good and bad but it's it gives me something to push onwards and carry on for because I'd like to like... see them grow up a
1: little bit Career-wise, I wouldn't say that you appear to have slowed down the past few years. Have you felt things are different? Or um, I know. No, I think for me,
0: weird. it's sort of, again, what? I hit, at 40, I kind of hit a point. Weirdly, I started podcasting the same uh, month as I started dating my wife. Right uh and so is, i can i can so it's yeah, easy for me to work out how long the relationship is because i just work out how long i've been podcasting <laughs> and then i can, then I can work out with your life and your career <laughs> yeah. when you're 40 so and i think the podcasting thing made a massive difference right i think if i hadn't started podcasting you know something else might have happened but it's that it's a difficult period in i mean you know you know this as well because your your career is You've always been very prodigious and created lots of different things, but there was a definitely a period, almost at the same time as for me. I think like around 2010, I felt like oh, oh things are things are picking up. This is going to be okay. And then you know, and then tastes change, and you're in and out of favor a little bit, and it's Absolutely. up and down a bit. Uh, and then I think when you get to 40, as a less so as a man, but also as a man, uh, then it can be like oh well, you know, we're looking at the we're looking at the 20 and 30 year olds and what they're going to do. So I think for me just to decide again, I think with you, it's not a problem because you've always been very self motivated and created your own stuff. And um, we'll talk about, it. I know you've got some stuff coming up, Yeah, uh, but, um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it was, I think it, I think I, to be able to take control of everything I was doing and just go, fuck it. I can't be bothered with waiting around for people to come to me. Um, and then they did come to me a bit, but but also I also knew that I could carry on. Uh, so to have that yeah, autonomy was yeah. made a massive difference. But I don't think it has to do with my age. I think that's just to do with the way the dice, the the chips fell for me or whatever.
1: Things did change as well. Just in comedy, mm. doing your own thing became much more of a thing, I suppose. In the last yeah. ten years or so, um, it is interesting though because obviously you look to people who are ahead of you in the uh, in life's path and think I, I would. Be pretty happy with being where you are, I reckon, at 55.
0: I think most people should be, and that's what... But I also think as you get older, you just have a more... You you have a more reasonable way of looking at what you should be attaining. So at yeah. 25, I wanted to be Michael Palin or Rick Mail or whatever. You know, I wanted to be yeah that level. And I'm sort of glad... I mean, it was never going to happen, but I'm sort of glad it didn't happen as well. But I think as you get older, just think christ you know if i could be michael palin in terms of working on my career or someone like barry crier uh, and or timbrook taylor who we just lost someone like th- those guys who just constantly had stuff to do and were creative sure. and were interesting yeah. you know that's actually much more of a, a success than that that pinnacle that you know it's some people get the pinnacle and stay up there but not very many and a lot of and, and it's very difficult to cope and i never i personally never had that massive Here's your massive thing. You're a huge star. I was always like, "Oh, this is nearly happening. This is nearly happening. Oh, it hasn't happened. Oh, it hasn't happened." Uh, but still, have worked for thirty years, pretty constantly. So yeah, I'm very yeah, happy.
1: Yeah, it's not bad, <laughs> is it? Really? No. no. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I think probably, um, as you say, I had a period about around just just around the age of thirty where I thought I. Um, it wasn't even that I thought I was about to become an enormous star, it was more that I felt that was what I ought to be aspiring to, because a lot of my contemporaries, like Russell Howard McIntyre, I suppose Jason Manford um, in the baldest possible terms a lot of them became more famous uh, than me, and richer, and um, but if I look at the careers of those people, and I like all those guys it's not about um, there's no disrespect to them, but like even if I could have done what McIntyre has done, I wouldn't. There's no world in which I could be the sort of Mister Saturday Night. No, or... and no, yeah, no. it's just that you you do tend to peg your ambitions against what uh, similar people have done. Of course, and, of course, yeah. You know, um, it's taken me years to stop comparing myself to people like Russell, who are on a completely different trajectory. Really, yeah.
0: And it's you know, and um, it's a, and it's as you say, it's also can be very restrictive into. In terms of what you're allowed to do, so like, when I did hit the yeah. moustache, Hitler comes up again. I'm not obsessed with him, uh, but you know, if i if I'd been more successful, and weirdly it came at a time where I suddenly was getting panel shows again and had to go on panel shows with <laughs> the moustache. Yeah. But if I'd been more successful, someone would have gone, "Oh no, mate, uh, don't do that," because you know we've got your whatever, we've got the Saturday Night TV or whatever to think about and that audience. And so, creatively speaking, it's it's great just to be able to to do whatever you want to do. But it's, yeah, it's... it's. I think it's being able to carry on. Uh, And if you're creative... I mean, lots of comedians are creative and lots of comedians are creative and then go into a position where they're less creative and lots of comedians then decide, oh, I'd rather rather be creating stuff than necessarily be... I think there's no opportunities now. When In the 90s, when I was on TV, you could be on TV doing your comedy and now the chances of doing that are minimal. You've got to write a sitcom or you've got to do a panel show and there's no opportunity to do like yeah, a like a big sketch stuff. show. No, so so you can't yeah. just stand you know, you can't just stand up on anything more than a little here's your little segment. So it's um when I look yeah. at people
1: like Russell Howard or Romesh, I suppose, most of the time they're doing their stuff on TV, they're still doing it in a reasonably constrained format. Like Russell is travelling the world with his mum or whatever, or Romesh is I mean, and this is again not to do down these people who I have a lot of time for but I suppose what I'm saying is the idea that if you got more famous, you'd be able to do whatever you wanted is still an illusion, isn't it? It's yeah, always yeah. an illusion. Yeah. And um, probably quite a dangerous illusion because you start looking at um, people like that and thinking, why haven't I done that? But yeah. the answer is even if you could have done it, you wouldn't have probably felt happy. And those, Yeah, know? they're
0: not happy. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they're not happy, but I would keep going back. to When I went to see Seinfeld at the uh, O2 – uh, like there was an after show party, and I'd never really get invited to those things. But like I'd, got, I'd been given really nice seats right near the beginning, right, right near the front, by this because they were doing my the guys who were promoting it were doing the Hitler mustache. I'm not obsessed with right, that yeah. DVD. Uh, no, and uh, and so and then they got then I got invited to the after show party, which I don't usually do. And it was every you know it was nearly every famous comedian in the country there, and the kind of people who've made it. And yet they were all kind of going talking about which seat they had and which who had the best box. And they're yeah. all looking over there. They all look miserable and they're all looking over their shoulder, apart from Ricky Gervais, who looked happy. And that's probably, he was probably at the top, <laughs> top of the tree. But everyone else is like, you know, oh, God, how's they doing? Why they, and they were all worried about their position in the, and I think if you've got that mentality of looking at other people, wherever you are, you'll you never, will never you'll happy. never be happy yeah. because you'll always um, be looking up at the, ne- at the
1: next person. It is true. Someone said to me years ago, if you think of whatever community you're jealous of, they will, they'll, be someone they are jealous of I mean, yeah. it presumably I don't know I reckon Izzard is probably reasonably happy
0: <laughs> but um, I don't know I mean I think you know but he's a man driven by he's a man driven by demons I think so like a lot of comedians and I, I know I know you have some demons within you and I know there are issues within you but I think I feel like you know Eddie I think has a lot of stuff from his past
1: that he's that he's trying to the, deal with I Even when people have achieved an extremely high level of, it's generally at the expense of having had some sort of. Yeah. They've normally earned it in some way. Yeah, yeah. I think what is um. I think what's good about, well, what I'm, what I'm satisfied with, I'm just, I can hear my uh, son yelling, but the fact is, my son's got no option but to watch the rest of Son of Bigfoot here because that's what, that's his fate. Um, <laughs> I do feel like I'm um. The, the the thing to avoid is bitterness like yeah. people sometimes um say to me with people like russell howard and michael mcintyre i um i don't have any problem with the fact that they're uh doing well at all i think your problems start if you look at yourself and think not only should i be doing what they're doing i am resentful of the fact that they are doing it but with both michael and russell for a start i'd like them both but even if i didn't like them um you know, I, I have I, plenty of times I give myself a hard time for not having achieved more. But I never look at people like that and think, uh, why are they successful? That's when you're in trouble, I think. Yeah, if it's,
0: it's, there's a, there's, it's natural to an extent to have that. You know, you, it's natural to compare yourself and it's natural to... Um, and you and people want to pit you against uh, other people as well a little bit. But I think that's, yeah. you, you, as you get older, I think you just have a better understanding of... of what's really important and I think also if you are genuinely happy uh, which I you know I pretty much am and it's very hard to be you know and I I, haven't don't think I was ever happy in my 20s and 30s and I think all the things I've got now make me mainly happy and that's that's all you can do because I think a lot of those people won't be happy because because of that because of that drive that keeps you going on but anyway Things are going very well. I was going to talk about all sorts of things, but I saw that, <laughs> I saw today uh, that Dan and Sandwiches, is your graphic novel. Is this right that you you wrote? It's yes, that's
1: right. that's yeah. been
0: picked up by Universal Films. Is that correct? Is that that was the news story that broke today or was it?
1: Yeah, which um, so it's a graphic novel that I wrote with this illustrator called um, Oliver Harrod years ago. and it, Yeah, I mean, so what it is, is it was originally optioned by um, Amblin, which is Steven Spielberg's um, company, which sounded really good, but and it was really good. Yeah, but after a couple of years, they um, dropped it because a new CEO came in, and then it was taken up by it's now been taken up by Universal. um, And none of these things really affect me at all because (laughs) um, I don't know if you've had this situation, but sometimes the thing that you're connected with gets optioned, and uh, it Basically, it's a really good thing to talk about, and it sounds really good. But I have no control over it. Right. So, I do. I have. All I do is every six months or so, I get a, a phone call from someone in LA who says things like, "We'll get Emma Stone. We'll get uh, <laughs> We'll get Gosling. We'll get." But, and then it goes cold for a bit. And I sort of quite like it. Yeah. If I had to make it into a film, I find that quite stressful. But as it is, I'm kind of just very tangentially um, connected to this world where, I mean, it has been options. It could be a movie, but my, imp- and I've only ever been to LA twice, but my impression <laughs> of Hollywood is just that these projects just keep happening. And almost everyone is insane. <laughs> and almost none of it. Yeah. But it's a lot like telly here, really. Everything that gets talked about is almost certainly not going to happen. but. Yeah. At least while something is in development, you can say, "Oh yeah, my um, my thing is," and it is genuinely in development. The, the novel is optioned by them. So, what's the
0: what's the premise of the the premise is that the the the, the guy, there are a couple, and the the guy dies. Is this the? Is, have I got this yeah, right?
1: Yeah, actually, the girl, the woman died. The they woman run knows. a restaurant, and she dies um, tragically young. And the, the gist of it is, he can see her again um, once a year. At Halloween when when traditionally the you know the dead come alive yeah um and do that for a while, but then he meets someone else and the the basic um the uh the premise rests on this idea that if he gets together with someone else, then he can't see her once a year anymore kind of thing so the, the um the book is about uh should you if if there is a perfect person, should you always cling to that, or is it possible to move on? the the guy in the book has to confront this idea of like if I meet someone new then I have to leave behind everything so although it's a sort of supernatural setup, it's basically about um, love and commitment and whether there is a one perfect person in the world for you and um, so it would make quite a good film yeah but I like I've got no idea whether it ever (laughs) will or not and I don't even really I'd love it if it happened but Again, we've talked about this, even with something in this country, you can't, even if it's your idea and you're almost turning control of it, you have no control over whether it's going to be on the telly or anything. So the idea that I can have any control over whether this film happens in, every time I speak to them, they say things like, we've got some very exciting names attached. <laughs> it's exactly what you hear about, actually. Yeah. Um, this Hollywood thing of like, and to them it is real. To them, it is one of the four projects that they're basing their ground. But to me, it means almost nothing. <laughs> I would love it if it happened. Um But I'm sort of fine with it not happening yeah. as well.
0: But that's, you know, but it's if you're creative and you're, you know, you've been writing novels and uh, scripts. And if you keep going, as I hope, because that's what I've been doing too, then eventually if you can stay alive long enough, one of them
1: all. Just the law of averages. One of them will get through. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. If it happened, it would be brilliant. Yeah. And if it became a movie, it'd be brilliant. But equally, if not, um, I'd never set out to... I didn't wake up thinking this will be the, no. the thing that makes me famous. It's all about the law of averages, isn't it? It is.
0: It could become a bad movie as well. It could be a really bad...
1: They could do it really badly. And uh... that's, the, that's the funny thing. Well, I've seen how much effort it takes um, on on the part of a lot of different people... Just to get a movie to the point where it could happen, yeah, and after all this, both of us know most movies are fairly shit, <laughs> so there 's a scenario where they jump through all of these hoops, someone calls me and says it's happening, and then the film's still not very good, yeah, you start wondering what it would take to actually make a good movie because i 've seen what the odds are like against even a shit movie being. <laughs> some- in a way yes because you deserve a prize just for making a movie and it not being bad you went
0: a bit weird you went a bit uh uh what's his name uh oh i forgot i can't think of the 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 70s singer who did that thing with his voice You went a bit like that what's he called is it peter frampton peter frampton you went a bit peter frampton you're going a bit peter frampton but i like it uh Is there any progress with improvisation, my dear Watson? Is that uh, likely to happen? I thought, like, in lockdown, it might
1: be back. This is the big question, isn't it? I know that people that are fans of this podcast, all of them are obsessed with getting improvisation, my dear... Is it my dear Mark Watson? Yes, it's
0: my dear Mark... Improvisation, my dear Mark Watson, as you should know. You would know. Yeah.
1: You're the one that revived this format. (laughs) It's Um, a good format. Well, as you say, there is a real clamour for more content because of the lockdown. Um, as of this morning, I've not heard anything about okay. improvisation, my dear Watson, definitely coming back. But I assume it's likely to come back. It should do. Um, the people are looking for lockdown. It's a perfect lockdown idea. That's the thing. I feel like the world wasn't ready for it before. But now, surely, in a pandemic, if we can't revive improvisation, my dear Watson, in a pandemic, then yeah, what? My dear is it Watson. To- my <laughs> It doesn't get any better over
0: time. I've come up <laughs> with a format for you that's similar, that involves improvisation, and Mark Watson, that I think might work for you, because there's uh, a course. lot. It's a bit like the problem is you might have to pay Dave Gorman off. It's a bit like Dave Gorman's "Are You Dave Gorman?" idea, but uh, there's okay, right? But well, just there's a lot of people called Mark Watson. If the idea is strong enough, I'm sure that the producer
1: of the show will pay. The, the,
0: yeah, they the will, off. and there's lots of. More. I've got three Mark Watsons here. And I wondered how far you could get. I mean, I was asked, usually asked people if they've ever mistaken for someone, but how far you could get with pretending to be the Mark Watson. It's a sort of improvisation. You'd have to it'd be a, somehow like a uh, fly, you know, like a candid camera kind of show where you'll pretend to be the other Mark Watson, but you don't have any prep. You just have to get stuck in the situation.
1: I'd love to try being so, another Mark
0: Watson for so a while. So how do you think you get on with being Mark Watson, the research vice president, uh, industrial, he's a head of industrial research for okay. uh, o- Omdia. I don't know what that is. He manages a team of global analysts and has direct responsibility for the core strategy, personnel, research, analysis, and, com- analysis and commercial planning of the practice. He oversees an extensive research portfolio that covers manufacturing technology and so on. He's been doing it since two thousand and five. A, have you ever been mistaken for that Mark Watson in real life? Oh, have you? If you, you've gone, you have frozen. No, you're okay. And B, yeah. good. Okay. And B, could you? How? How do you think you would get on with pretending to be that Mark Watson if you were? You have to, improv- you have to improvise it.
1: I'd say those Mark Watsons are quite distinct from me. Yeah. My, well, rather than that Mark Watson, I feel like you've got three haven't you
0: i think i've got three let's have a look i've I definitely got two
1: that, i've got i reckon that is that, that sounds like a tough mark watson for okay me to I, i'd rather roll the dice and take
0: off okay like, uh, i'll give you this mark watson you might have a better chance you might know this but you might have been mistaken for this mark watson are you still there you're freezing on my screen i'm hoping you're still going um, i'm still here as well, as i'm good uh, Dr. Mark Watson, head of Major Floras at the uh, Royal Horticultural Gardens in Edinburgh. A, if you have been mistaken for him. There he is, if you want to see him at home. And I'll show you the first. This is the first Mark Watson so I should have shown you. There he is. Uh, this is him. I've I've seen shows at the uh, in Edinburgh at the, uh, the Botanical at the Gardens. Yeah, it's lovely there, yeah. Uh, so he is specialized in the floristics of Himalayan countries and China. So do I. He collaborates I? with scientists worldwide Has led botanical exhibitions, expeditions to other temperate regions. Do you, do you think you could pretend to
1: be him? I, well, I mean, he sounds like he has quite a fun life. Yeah. I, I don't know how long I could sustain it for, but I wouldn't mind posing as a botanist who goes all around the world. Yeah. yeah. OK. They, um I reckon if I have to be an alternative Mark Watson, that sounds yeah. like not a bad sell. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it could be called I mean, improvisation. Are you Mark Watson? It could be called that. It's quite a long way away from the original
1: pun. But, you know, it makes more sense. It is. But to remind us all, the original pun didn't necessarily have <laughs> with the commissioners itself. Well, <laughs> so. I
0: hope it'll come back. I think they'll be desperate. And you could... It, Let's just go back to the classic improvisation, my dear Watson. You could be sitting in, on there in that bed in your spare room drinking wine and then you could say to other comedians, hey, you go out and improvise a scene where you're in a tobacconist and then hey, Izzy Sooty or whoever, Rufus Hound, I'm imagining this is the cast, I think I've got some of them right, could
1: go ahead and do it. What do you think? Um, it sounds like a goer to okay. me. Yeah, Good. Listen, the world, I think we learned this from the third pod uh, that I was on, yeah. and we're certainly learning it again here. The world needs an improvisation show based around Mark Watson. Yeah, this so is it's, that, like it. it's about how we realize it.
0: Because improvisation sounds like elementary, that's why <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> and you're <laughs> next, Mark Watson, and that's
1: like Dr. Watson, and that's why it, I think it, this has to happen. It's a joke that it hasn't already happened. When you think how much elementary sounds like improvisation. <laughs> when you think about that. And it's, Mark it's, Watson sounds like Dr. Watson even it's more. It's, it's the set, like... It's, the, the more you talk, the more furious I am that it hasn't already happened, yeah. Because <laughs> well, it's quite obviously meant to be. We'll see.
0: OK, I'm going to ask you an emergency question. Ah, uh, yes, now. Because we haven't had many of these. These are some new ones. Uh, over the last few months, I have watched every episode of How I Met Your Mother... Uh, what is the most degrading thing you've done to yourself for no apparent reason? <laughs> I don't like How I Met Your Mother and I've watched the whole lot and it's not good. I didn't like it from the start and I didn't like it by the end.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it, but... No, it's bad. I, 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 that, I like that because um, there are so many shows that I'm behind with. If someone tells me that one of them is not worth bothering with, I'm well, delighted it, to It's so it. bad it is worth bothering with and it's so...
0: It's really recent, and it feels like something from the 1980s. Uh, yeah, and so it's
1: worth watching for that. How I uh, Met Your Mother is in, in quite substantial territory of shows that I feel like I'm not going to catch up with. Okay. So.
0: There's a lot of it. It's really... I'm not even... It was. It took me... Every time my wife went out of the house, which was more in the old days, it would be more difficult now, I would watch How yeah. I Met Your Mother. I never did. My wife didn't want to watch it. She was correct to not want to watch it. And every time she went out... For an hour or two, I'd watch five or six episodes of How I Met Your Mother in a row until I got through um, all, I think, 90 to 100 episodes, maybe. it was
1: well, to the question, but, but um, what was it that kept you watching it, even though you didn't think it was... Uh, I wanted to that, know how he
0: met his... How he met his, the, how he his met mother. mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, so that's it, what it, got that, me in. I thought they might answer it like in episode six. And they thought, well, maybe in episode 10. They can't stretch this out to episode fifteen, but they did. And they got me by that because it wasn't
1: really about that. It was about people. So the answer is, if you if you give a sitcom a title which is basically a, a premise yeah. to be solved or a question to be answered, yeah. you can hook someone. Yeah. For maybe Around a hundred episodes, even if they're not that into it.
0: And once, but once you're at fifty, you go, I've got to watch the rest now. I've got to find out how but this, this so. fucking shit went down. It's disappointing. So it's called,
1: disappointing. If you called the sitcom The Amazing Thing That You Learn in Episode 46, <laughs> you would basically have a captive audience.
0: It's up to 46, and then <clears throat> nothing. Now, but, but the
1: question was, how have you demeaned yourself?
0: What's the most degrading thing you've done to yourself like, for no apparent reason?
1: Ah, but we're not counting improvisation, my dear Matt. No, I don't think. I think there's more degrading things in your back catalogue.
0: They're definitely, go for. yeah. I'd um, I'd, I'd um, think I think that was a height improvisation, my dear Watson. How about. Well, I might be able to answer it for you. How about uh, Celebrity Island with bare grills? Was that a humiliating moment, or was that, that, was that a, a, no, a
1: degrading? Because I was um, didn't have a, any food or drink, yeah, um, or a toilet, or I was having panic attacks the whole time because it was lightning strikes. But to be honest, I don't think that fits the criterion of for no reason because <laughs> I firstly paid to do that, and secondly did appear on the TV. Yeah, I, I think I'm trying to think of things which I've done, and I'm sure there are plenty of them which have been degrading yeah. but weren't even rewarded in any <laughs> way I, I think he'd probably say I mean for no reason most of the things I've done degrading at least had some sort of financial uh, recompense yeah. I it. didn't get anything oh.
0: for. I didn't get anything for, do, for watching this show get, I got nothing <laughs> no.
1: but mind you I mean I suppose with kids, there's a lot of degrading situations, but again, you don't feel as if it's for nothing because you convince yourself that you're investing in their um, futures in some way. Actually, in a way, I think this is going back a bit, but at school we had to do swimming badges yep. and I had to swim 100 metres to get a certificate um, and a badge And because the way it used to be done the other kids would stand at the side of the pool and sort of clap as you went along. And because I was known to be a shit swimmer, there was a real atmosphere of like, look at this prick swimming 100 metres. We've already done it. And it wasn't quite for nothing because you got a badge to sew onto your swimming trunks. But when I think about how humiliating it was to swim those 100 metres and what the material game was, which was a badge. And even when you got the badge in assembly, yeah. everyone looked at the other like, Remember when he swam 100 metres? What a dick. It took him three weeks. So I think probably I ended up, I left school with about six or seven swimming badges. Each one of those was earned at the cost of significant uh, personal degradation and none of them gave me any respect. So maybe it's that.
0: I think it is that. That's a good answer. That's a very good answer. I'm glad. It's got... not really
1: a reward, is it? None no. of my swimming badges have helped me in, in adult life. Well, unless
0: you still have them and uh, they're sewed
1: to a shirt that you still wear. They'll be, <laughs> they'll be somewhere. <laughs> I've not worn them out. Even the 100-metre badge, I've not worn out in public for some years now because it's surprising how little people respect that. And uh, look, let's talk about, before I forget
0: to talk about it because I've drunk too much whiskey. Um, let's talk about uh, your... You're doing another of your marathon efforts. I mean, you're well-known for these marathon shows,
1: but there's another uh, yeah, one coming up. 24-hour show, um, yeah. which is the sort of thing that I do do, but I'd more or less stop doing it. But then because of the pandemic, you think, well, everyone's in their house anyway, aren't they? So we might as well. Yeah, I'm doing it next Friday until... 9pm on Friday until 9pm on Saturday is okay. idea. Okay, cool. Um, and it'll be me basically just... It'll be like this, but for 24 hours. Yeah. You well, oh, I
0: mean, I think we could we could push this to 24 hours. What have we done? We've done 51 minutes. I reckon we could do another t- uh, 23 hours and 9 I mean, minutes. How many people are still watching, though? Do, 800, you your- 806 viewers in, according to my most recent update. 800? So, yeah. so more people than began. In fact, yeah. We've gained viewers. And this will be, be about three or 4,000 people
1: over the course of the people dipping in and out a little bit of these things. That's not bad, is it? But that's so pretty I- good if I could get numbers anywhere near that, basically it will be the 24 hour show will be like a feature length version of this with rolling cast of comics, but it will all have the same atmosphere as this. (laughs) I.e., let's (laughs) just hope for the best. Some of it will be me doing what you call comedy. A lot of it will be me crossing to other comedians and chatting to them. Yeah. Some of it will be, but the idea is to raise some money, but also to um, do a, a long comedy thing. Yeah. Which makes us all th- because, of course, that was the weekend that the Festival was meant to be. Yes, yeah. Um, and Melbourne Festival was cancelled. Basically, all the festivals have gone. All of the um, get-togethers for comedians have gone, and um, you miss that professionally, but you also miss the feeling of everyone being together in one place.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it is a it's a weird thing. I don't know, like Edinburgh's going to be uh, right. gone to the, or pretty much gone and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I mean Melbourne's such a kick in the teeth, I think, for certainly any uh, Europe-based acts. Because, you know, all that. You get to go to Melbourne and then suddenly you don't get to go to Melbourne. There's quite a few people out there anyway, I think, when they've they had to come home. Certainly in the New Zealand festivals. Are you still there? Have I lost you? Ah oh, no. Look, he's frozen. He's frozen in time. Ah, oh, have we lost Mark Watson? This This can't happen. I'm hoping Chris Evans is furiously paddling underwater trying to get this back on. Here he is.
1: Here's Chris Evans. How you doing, Chris? Hello. Oh, we be back. Hey, Mark. Are you there? I had a terrible minute there where you you just started talking about Edinburgh and then you just went... I just disappeared.
0: Of- and that's how the coronavirus works. I just did that as a little a little play for was- you to make you understand how quickly just someone can go.
1: It was a little bit like an analogy for the way that everything we've held dear has collapsed over the past
0: two months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if this goes at the same time, well, I'm glad. We, th- amazingly, we're three long hours into doing these live rehearsals, and that's the first one. That's uh, first time we've actually lost someone, so that's good. But uh, yeah, well, that sounds very exciting. Um, I, if I can, it's over the weekend. It's very difficult for me to work over the weekend, but if I can think of something to do. I've got have got oh, a st- nice
1: to even I, Just say hello to you I've got something. a
0: snooker, but I can play. A, I, I can play a frame of snooker against two mees of anyone's choice. That's what I could do. People could oh, choose the mees. There's thirty-two the of self-tank. them. We haven't met most of them yet,
1: but uh, it's pretty good. The Tank snooker is pretty good. <laughs> in my me, me eleven
0: is very popular oh. with the, the the guys in the and some of the girls in the chat room. She's. Well, uh, this is when
1: the snooker world championships should be happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what um, made me think I, I have to do it. I miss it a lot. Uh, well, so, you, sh-
0: Mark, yeah. honestly. You should watch it. Yesterday's wasn't very good. The day before, I think, is one of the most exciting sporting occasions I've I've ever been involved in, which was me 14, the boring me, versus me 19, the successful version of me that had made it onto TV and had films and TV shows. And uh, even though me 19 scored way more, he got an eight ball break, which is unheard of in the whole of me self-playing snooker history, eight balls in a row. Um, He still lost, even though he got way more points. Because me fourteen beat him on two black ball finishes. It was it was the most exciting thing you've ever seen. The chat room will back me up on that.
1: Okay, I bet it will. Well, right. we'll go. Into that, uh, Andy yeah.
0: Andy McH says Richard, don't explain it. You sound mad. Uh, so they're backing me up. They're backing me up. Um, are you missing sport? I know you're a Bristol City fan. I watched you. Uh, I watched a little video of you talking about going to Bristol City uh, and I, then going I, to I, see a Bristol City game on uh, online I today.
1: You, I would like it if there was football or snooker tennis or something but there is snooker
0: so you don't need to include snooker well there's snooker
1: at least we've got snooker (laughs) yeah yeah. well i do miss it i think um i think i've I've said this on twitter um there's been a lot of re-screening of famous sports matches and stuff like that like you know famous england games and all the rest of it and i haven't got involved with that at all because um you know what i like about sport is you don't know who's gonna win and stuff like that and um it's that that's that's kind of when I try to describe it to people, and I have um plenty of friends who don't like sport, and I, um but they do like something like, say, Game of Thrones, and I'll say to them, "Well, it's almost the same thing. You, you, like when you when you watch Game of Thrones, you're sort of excited to see what's going to happen, and yeah. that's how I am with football. If you, um it's a bit different for you because you always know it'll be two one." <laughs> like you, among yes, all people, are uniquely equipped to understand... That's, what, um, that's how football what, works, as I understand. ...what's about to happen, yeah. And that's the thing. I think um, it's not just it's not just that I miss football itself, because you can still watch old games and stuff. I miss the um, the culture of waking up on a Saturday morning and thinking, these are today's matches. I wonder what will happen. I wonder yeah. who will win. I mean, I'm not that into sport, but I still do miss
0: it. And I would support York City... And it's quite the national leagues today, as we speak, have just all been definitely suspended. Yeah, and then they have to make a decision. Now, York, a top of the National League North, they've played it's two been. more goals than uh, two more games than Kings Lynn. But there's definitely two teams in that division who, if you're just going to say two of the teams are going to go up, those are the two teams. But will they say that? And is that fair?
1: It's really tricky, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to see. It would be fair for them to go up, but you, you can't. Because the season was nearly over; we were three quarters of the way through. And um, but yeah, that's the thing. It's not just I don't just miss the games; I miss the this sort of um, the general culture of it. I think, and even if you don't like sport, it's the same with a lot of things. It's not you don't just miss stand-up comedy because you can still watch that online. You miss going to a club and having a drink and being with your mates and stuff. I think that's what's difficult. We can replicate a lot of stuff. online but it's very difficult to replace the feeling of just um yeah for want of a better phrase doing stuff <laughs> like when you used to go to a football match it wouldn't just be the match you'd meet with your friends at lunchtime maybe go for a pint go to all those things that you know only temporarily but they have been withdrawn yeah from us as
0: yeah, it'll it'll come. You know, it's going to be weird because it'll come back, and uh, it may never be exactly the same. But it probably will be pretty quickly, more or less the same uh, when it when it finally is over, whatever that may be. But it's a it's a weird position to find, and it's not been. You know, we're a month in to lockdown now, pretty much exactly the day I'd say, aren't we? So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's, it's seconds, so yeah, basically,
0: yeah. Um, and there'll probably be another month. And then we just, we don't know beyond that. I mean, I don't feel it's too harsh for a month.
1: No, I think if, it, if it, another month, fine. Another couple of months, fine. You just want to see um, a world beyond it, don't yeah.
0: you? Yeah.
1: You want to be told, okay, if you do this for long enough, there'll be a return to some sort of normality. Yeah. It's the not knowing that it's strange, I think.
0: But if you sport Bristol City or York City, it's probably better that the games aren't going ahead, isn't it? It's yeah, we were it's never going to go up. <laughs> it's, better, it's better for everyone, really, just to imagine what might have happened.
1: Um, know, like, perhaps I always knew that we weren't going to go up to the Premier League, <laughs> but I don't I didn't think I needed the point to be made by a global pandemic suspending all sporting activities worldwide. I would have, just, I would have taken ninth place after <laughs> that bit. So
0: anyway, look. Where where can we see your new? Where's it going to be on your new twenty four hour marathon? I should say that uh,
1: the same place as this, basically Twitch. Cool. This is Twitch. This is Twitch. Well, we're on
0: Twitch as we speak. Yes. In the future, will be
1: elsewhere. I believe I'm. Oh, let's not worry about the future. I'm streaming it on Twitch and YouTube as well. I think and stuff like that. And basically, it'll be just me talking and um, doing this sort of thing for absolutely ages. And it's on. (laughs) So Friday the first. Next Friday to next uh, Saturday, there'll be a similar setup to this Twitch, and people can interact. Although yes. I won't, I think I won't see all of it because, um, of course, there'll be some dicks. And um, oh, will they be it, taking
0: that? I'm, I'm allowing the dicks in. Let's see if there are any dicks in there anyway. No, they're all nice in here. I it's think on Watson. King Rob's been in touch to say it's on Watson Comedy. Uh, so that'll be twitch.tv ah, and slash Watson Comedy. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's the uh.
1: The that need is Watson Comedy. Yeah. And um, which was set up for the previous 24 hour show, which was the only other time that I've um had occasion to use okay. Twitch. I, I think the thing, there'll be some people posting sort of negative stuff, and probably 16 hours in, I won't deal with that very well. Well, Mark,
0: the thing is like, there's lots of people talking. There's some things I do, you can you bother to look at the comments. I actually. It's like the early days of Twitter. It's lovely at the moment. Uh, Povatron saying, I'm a dick. But apart from that, everyone else is uh, okay. But you actually don't know. Uh, When it's it's something like this, there isn't even time. I can't. It's lovely you're all commenting, and I'm sure you're having a lovely time. But there isn't even really time for me to look at the comments. The only thing I could look at, I play Football Manager, Kevin Tom's 1980s version. Uh, The old one. Yeah. And uh, I can see, because there's time to look at the comments there. But uh, anyone who's watching that is by definition... A wonderful person so it's going that's to be fun um, but it doesn't I think that most
1: of the people that will stick with the 24 hour show will be people that are quite similar to me because yeah. otherwise why would why are they be doing that anyway but
0: you know it's that comedians thing again and that's a comedians thing you have to overcome and that you see again and again on Facebook if you're following comedians they'll have a 100 people telling them they're great and they'll have one person telling them they're terrible and you know I understand it because I've been there as well but you will home in on the one person telling you you're terrible. You, you inevitably will. And it's yeah. you know, but you uh, if I, if everyone thought you were great, you wouldn't be that good. But also, um, you know, it doesn't matter what one person thinks. I think I've really got to the stage now where, like the other day, someone else uh, tweeted didn't even at me in. I searched for myself, not as a vanity thing, as a reality thing, and uh, they said, uh, "Rich Herring must be very nice because he's definitely not funny." <laughs> and so I tweeted them back like 6 minutes after they tweeted and said no mate I'm a I'm a cunt. Uh and I thought they might I thought that might make them laugh. I thought that might at least make them laugh but they it didn't. But didn't work. You, didn't work. But you can't you know you're not you, you you're not going to be for everyone. One's not going to be for everyone. So I no. don't I don't care that that guy said that and I just thought let's try and make some comedy out of
1: that happening. But I think that's- but the more interesting stuff you do, the less likely you are to be for everybody. Of as
0: course, well. but even if you're not doing... No one's for everyone. Eric Morecambe isn't for everyone. No. And Eric Morecambe is as close to being for everyone as you can be, I would say. But some that's people right. will tell you Eric Morecambe is terrible.
1: So... The, the sooner you quit your desire to be for everyone, the yeah. better off you are, I think it's pro- probably fair to say. Yeah. So that's the thing. The 24-hour show will definitely... There'll be some people that watch for 12 minutes and think, this is shit, and then write this is shit on the twitch yeah. or whatever but probably certainly the good thing about a 24 hour long show is by the end of it you really have whittled it down to the people <laughs> to <watch the> <laughs> but Even i saw you you tweeted you something today to some or maybe was the, I,
0: I was looking at one of your tweets which was about uh sorry i'm good sorry mate i'm going to have to block you because uh but it yeah, was just a, it was a very funny response to this guy. I'm going to have to let you go because I'm very busy at the moment. I don't have time to deal with this. But that's, still, that's rare, it.
1: For example, the am to block someone because it's just been a pain in the yeah. arse. for ages I sort of tolerated it. And I thought, well, we need to go our separate
0: yeah, ways. <laughs> but you do. And there's no problem. I had one the other day and it was someone. I can't remember what was it about. I can't remember what it was about now. Um, But it was—it turned out to be. Oh, I think he was just saying, it was saying, Um, he, tw- he added me in to this one at least. And he said uh, something along <laughs> the lines of, I, I like the podcast, but the host is very annoying. You know, he's the worst thing about it. Uh-huh. And you kind of go, well, hey, uh, that's sort of the shtick, isn't it? Anyway, so you haven't got it. But then we had a discussion about it. And he said, oh, well, I wish you'd leave the suck your own cock thing alone. And I said, I think I, I haven't done that twice in the last five years. I kind of get bored of these things before everyone else. And then he said, is this because of Trump? Is this because of Trump? You're saying this, and I said what? He said it's because of Trump, and then he said my picture, my my pictures of Trump, and it, he had a picture of what I thought was like the Tiger King guy from the Netflix thing. Yeah, but if yeah. you clicked on it, you could see it was Trump's face superimposed on the Tiger King guy. And I just said to him, "Mate, I think we've we've gone as far as this is going to go. This is <laughs> we're,
1: we're, we're different people, yeah. In a way, is, it
0: isn't about Trump. I don't like particularly like Trump, but it's not. This is." Nothing to do with Trump me, me no, answering your question. Issue.
1: If you're watching the Richard Herring podcast saying this would be great if not for Richard Herring, then you need to accept that maybe yeah. you're not the audience. I said, you know, there's other podcasts where you will see the same guests
0: with a different person. He there's said still of- he said he's, there are there's a lot of them might there's a lot of them that aren't
1: there aren't Richard Herring actually. There are, it's terrible. It's a disgusting thing. Yeah, but it's when a you disgrace. Want a podcast a dis- that isn't that hasn't got you on it, <laughs> then it is you will find one.
0: Let me ask you some more emergency questions. We can you can go anytime you want, but also equally you can stay for as long as you like, and we can get I'm drunk. Fine. If I go, I have to look after my children. That's again, what so. I was thinking, and me and me. Too. Well, my kids are, are sleeping well, um, well so well, it's, it's all fun. pretty good. Uh, I like this is a this is a question I like uh, that I haven't got written down, but we'll see if I can think of it in my drunken haze. Um, if you are allowed one item or painting or anything from any museum in the art gallery or art gallery in the world you're allowed to take it home and it's yours all the art galleries and museums in the world say we like Mark Watson we've all agreed he can have one thing from any museum or art gallery what one thing would you say I would like to have that one thing I like it because it says a lot about a person but also it's quite interesting
1: well let me think I'm I mean I tell you what I'm a fan of LS Lowry. Yeah. Um I think and there's a there's a Lowry museum in Salford obviously where the where the theatre is there mm-hmm. that's got dozens of Lowry paintings in all of which I I don't know quite why but it really um I find it something very moving in these um these panoramas of hundreds of um, tiny figures scurrying off to work or there's a football one to yeah. going to the match it's called or so I'm pretty sure i nick a Lowry yeah um,
0: you don't have to nick it it's yours they, they've all agreed you can have one it's not nicking,
1: is it no right
0: there's a, there's a you can take it with impunity
1: there's a painting called going to the match which is by Ellis Lowry which is just thousands of people flocking from um, you know the mine or the mill to the stadium yeah. in about I suppose the 30s and to me it's uh, he speaks about what something to do with what I love about football, which is the way that it unites a community or something. And I don't, I, I assume the original of that is in the Lowry Museum in uh, South, Solf- yeah, but Manchester. If I could have that and bearing in my own impunity, I'd be all over that, okay. But if can. not that one, just almost any Lowry that basically <laughs> I, I, I'd have one of those away, okay, yeah, that's good. even the. They're just all, um, each one of them is a real object lesson and just like kind of conveying a, I mean, I'm sure everyone watching knows Larry, but it's this kind of, um, stick, 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 matchstick man. And, um,
0: matchstick men and matchstick cats and dogs.
1: As status quo, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> it was and, Brian, um... and
0: Brian and Matthew or someone, wasn't it? Brian he it wasn't painted right. match duck man and match duck cats and duck. And uh, didn't the Baron Brian. Knights do a version of it? He painted kids on the corner of the street who were having a snog. There was a there was a diff, there was a Baron Knights yeah. version the and, the a original, I think time and time. Brian but and there was
1: but status quo did do a and Michael. Status but Brian and Michael, there you go. That's so. Picture. I think if I can have. Um, a huge early Lowry—that would be really yeah. nice. Yeah, I and was thinking... I'm not stealing it, knowing that this is yours. Been, it's gifted this to has you. Been the claws in the emergency yeah. suppression. Delighted. Yeah.
0: I kind of fantasize about a world where everyone else has gone off in a spaceship. They've left me behind on purpose because they don't like me. I don't mind that. And the whole of the world is yours. Where would you which building would you live in if you had the access? If everyone else had gone and you were living alone. Is there a building you'd like to live in, in uh, in the world? It could be anywhere in the world.
1: That's harder. I'm not just thinking, I'm, I'm still reliving the original question and thinking, should I have gone for a, an original manuscript or something that's in a museum that's worth well, it's about, no, were...
0: but that's what's interesting, Mark. You went for something. I mean, it's not like it's not valuable what you chose, but um, no, I, you went valuable, for something for love no. rather than like. I think Richard Osman went straight in Mona Lisa, just so he could get the cash. He could convert cash, convert it, take it to cash convert's Bang, Mona Lisa. But yeah, you, no, went no, I mean, you went for something. You went for something from the heart. Um, it's
1: true, but then there were manuscripts like the. Original manuscript of Anna Karenina is in the Tolstoy Museum. Yeah, and I, I, in uh, I think St Petersburg. And if I had that, I'd love that. But I'd, that would also be more valuable. So I don't know if I've played it right. But listen, yeah. th- these are not yeah. easy questions. You could have had
0: Rasputin's cock. That's in uh, St Petersburg as well. If you wanted to go to St Petersburg, you could have had Rasputin's. It's disputed. Some it's, people think it's a kind of uh, pickle or something, but it could be his actual penis. If you, I mean, if I was going to go to St. Petersburg, that would be what I would take.
1: It's Rasputin's cock. This building question. Yeah, I mean, if you could live in any building, you'd yeah. probably go. Can you have a theme park or something? You could go wherever you and
0: want. I, I tell you where I would like to live. And it's just completely I would like to live in... Um, St Pancras Station, the massive uh, hotel that's there. I would like to have oh, that, that is the Renaissance Campus. Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to have that's the top something. floor of that as my house. That's where I'd like to live if I could live anywhere.
1: That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. To live yeah. in that
0: place. And, you know, it's very convenient for central London. It's, uh, <laughs> it's you like can that. also get the it Eurostar out to Paris. And uh, there's shops. There's, a, there's, a, there's a Marks and Spencers in the station. You can just get your food from. And uh, you can walk into town. Actually, for I think
1: your own answer is almost perfect. If you could live it, there, you'd be so well set up.
0: Yeah,
1: and everyone else had gone as well. Everyone you're else has gone, cute. so
0: it's, you know. I mean, you could. You don't have to stay there. You can go to the next place. I quite, <laughs> I would quite like. I say, I would you like that? Would you like to be the only human being on Earth, or would you be upset if you're there? No, I think
1: I'm quite a gregarious person. Yeah. On the whole, I don't think I would like that. I'd like to have some people that I could text and stuff. But if I did have the option of living alone in that hotel, for example, the yeah. hotel you've mentioned in St Pancras, I'd certainly be up for that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and maybe have yeah. some robots that, that waited on you. And also, if you need to have sex, you could have sex with them. That's just something that could happen. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> if you needed all. to, if you needed to, then you could. Um, how how are you feeling about haircuts in this uh, coronavirus era? Are you, are you, did, no. you look, your hair's we looking not all right. One
1: yet. It's looking all right, but yeah. in a, in about yeah. two to three weeks, it will be untenably long and bushy. Um, People in America seem very think upset we're... about
0: the haircuts. They're, that's the protesting about not being able to get
1: haircuts. Yeah, some of them march on the White House because the their hair is yeah. too long. Yeah, yeah. I think. I can, I mean,
0: you've... you've gone metal, Mickey and Myers. I don't know if that's uh, for everyone. Is everyone getting a nice uh, clean. And people are saying "Ooh for now we're here biddy biddy biddy." I think we I think we've got a bit uh, metal, Mickey. I'm
1: trying to get closer to the microphone in case that helps. Um,
0: it's, I think it's I think it might be your end. Oh, I'm sounding good. It might be mine. We can uh, on the podcast we can sort this out probably. As of long course as we, we could. Can, yeah Exterminating Dalek. Ha the people you in the chat I'm room good. have gone nuts on. Uh, robot based you're you're back you're back to me, mark watson it's okay let's carry on well your hair looks pretty good what well we I, so. you know i think it need, i keep on going the wrong way because i'm looking at the wrong way around um i think it's going to get to an untenable length i've been wearing two pairs of glasses which is now my new trademark where's it gone there we go so i, I put the because so, i've only really started wearing um reading glasses prop all the time recently so and i used to have sunglasses to keep my hair out my face so that's it's my new uh look I think this is going to catch on. What do you think? Oh, we've lost Mark again. He's looking at me. Look at him. Oh, oh he's back. He's back. He's moving again.
1: I really like it. There, yeah, Thank
0: you. Good. Good. <laughs> That's nice to know. <laughs> um, let's. I'm ask you some emergency questions. I've got loads of more things to talk to you about, but I'm going to ask you some emergency questions because some people like these. Not that I'll guy. T- not that guy from America. He doesn't like it. I've already asked you if you've ever tried to suck your own cock. It's one of the you were the one of the last people I asked. Yeah, I remember. Have you yeah. since then? Have you tried to suck your own cock since then? No, I'm gonna. If anything, that
1: conversation put me off there. It.
0: It? Okay. Um, what is your? These are for kids. These are emergency questions for kids. What's your favourite
1: type of dinosaur? Ah. Oh, um. That's I a... suppose I'd go for the pterodactyl because oh, flying yeah. dinosaur is pretty cool, isn't it?
0: There was another, there was another flying one I saw that I thought was superior to the pterodactyl, but I can't remember what it was called. When I went to um, uh, oh, Nebworth, be there's, 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 be better there's, better there's some, there's some, uh, there's some dinosaurs at Nebworth, which is quite near to me, um, and uh, there was a really good, scary flying one, but I can't remember what it was called. I'll go back and look and let you know. Um, I asked that one last week. Let's see if we can. I asked you about robot having sex with robots last time.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. By the way, I probably should go soon because my children still do need to be put to bed. Oh, like do
0: they? Fast. Okay, well, I'll let you go. I'll ask you uh, a couple more questions. Yeah, I've
1: actually. Absolutely... I mean, it's I'm, only,
0: I'm only keeping you here for your sake. That's the. I mean, I, w- I was ready to go a long time ago. I, I wish. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, here's a question that's that follows on. What's the worst thing that has become entangled in your hair? Ooh. Anything become entangled um, in there?
1: Sperm, I think, but no, sperm. no more questions
0: on that. Yeah, yeah, that is bad. Was it your own sperm, Mark?
1: No, as I say, no more questions. on Okay.
0: That one. Um, cool. Well, look, it's been lovely to talk to you. Um, yeah. Let me just check. I've definitely got everything. We didn't this talk about. We didn't talk about bear celebrity bear storage bear. hunters. We didn't really talk about bear grills. Nah,
1: yeah. there's plenty that we could come back to in a third appearance. We can
0: come back any time. I mean, I might start doing these daily, right? To be honest, they're the most. They're even more popular than me playing myself at snooker, which is unbelievable. Uh,
1: so I've but... got lots to say about um, emergency storage hunters. Or whatever Have you? It yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Because I um, nearly died doing that—a cra- motorcycle crash during that. But again, we I mean, come on to it. Did you? Me?
0: Well, you've nearly died in every reality TV show
1: you've done. Yeah, my thing is I quite often nearly died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, it's been uh, very nice to catch up with you, and we'll look for. Hopefully, I'll be involved in your thing next week. Uh, or oh, in, yeah. in, in, fashion, in the great. past, yeah. if, if, if you are listening to this on audio, um, we'll sort out all the glitches so people listening in the future will have no idea. You turned into Metal Mickey uh, or DB from Buck Rogers. What's he called? What was the bloke from Buck Rogers in the 24th century called? EBGB GB. <laughs> oh no, I've just got to the point. Mm-hmm. I've just got to the point. What was he called? Chat oh, room. Was Chat room is up to you, Tweaky. Tweaky from Buck Rogers. They know everything. everything. Uh, You can always rely on them. They're like a human Google. Um, Yeah, Look. well, I mean, you know, I could ask you what you're up to, but you're just going to be doing that and then sitting in the house drinking, wishing you hadn't had children.
1: Drinking, wishing I hadn't had children, and then... A week from now, we do a twenty-four hour show, and we all hope for the absolute best.
0: And is it raising money for comedians, or for venues, or for in the NHS? End,
1: in, in three ways. Some, uh, so it goes between through between um, people in the comedy industry, um, fair share, which is a food charity, Great. and then a hospice charity that's struggling because of that. So basically, hopefully, everyone gets a bit. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Great. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, th- thanks so much for doing this, Mark. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the Hollywood success. Good thanks, I
1: mean, it's been a pleasure. Good luck yeah, to you. Absolutely,
0: and I'll see you very soon. We'll get through this. You're only 40. We're, You're fine. I have to worry. You're only 40. You're thin and 40. We get through this. We're bloody well. And we're going to get through it. With, the, with the, It's the hardest thing in the world. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Oh, tomorrow really- I am um, doing We're showing Christ. On a, I'm doing snooker, and then we're showing Christ on a bike my uh, stand up show on this Twitch channel so do tune in for that tomorrow. The snook is very good. You should really be watching it everyone. Uh thank you yeah, very much. Thank you very much for coming along Mark and uh, ladies and gentlemen it's Mark Watson goodbye, Richard Herring and thank all you. The goodbye. Thank you. We've still got seven hundred and seventeen in there. we've done alright. Bye bye. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me Richard Herring and my guest Mark Watson. Thank you to everyone in my house for letting me record this here. Thank you to PES for providing the music. Massive thanks to the wonderful Chris Evans. Not that one. Not the one with uh, Jeffrey Epstein hung around with. The nice one from Wales. He, did, he never gets invited to any parties. You're absolutely fine with him. Uh, he's done sterling work keeping all of this going and keeping the tech working. Uh, thank you to Rob Sedgwick also similarly for doing the same uh, and uh, helping us out. Uh, I would also like to thank our executive producer. This week is Craig Broadbent. Uh, we called him Craig bent we call him broad bent Craig like he was broad and he's bent not in a homophobic way just he's askew Uh, this is a sky potato fuzz and gofastestrike.com production gofastestrike.com slash badges if you want to become a monthly badger get all kinds of extras and look at twitch.tv slash rkherring. look at huddestaber.co.uk why not Have a knock yourself out there's lots of things you can do and you should do them now, go away.